Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back into the Buster Show. Today, I am very pleased uh, to introduce our guest, who is now tied for the greatest video quality of a Zoom guest on the podcast ever, if you're watching the video, and probably up there for audio too. And that is because we have Frank Michael Smith, creator, on the show. Frank, how are you? Buster, it's great to be with you, with you here, man. And it's, uh, you know... I was going for the crown. If I can be tied for it, I will settle for a tie, just like I settle <laughs> for a like. But yeah, man, it's it's great to be here with you. What you got going on? Man, this is this is gonna be fun. Also, I have to say, I said it before, but congratulations on hitting a million on TikTok. And I I will say you have done it in a very unique way because most uh, most people who have above a million on TikTok did it from a bunch of random, unrelated viral videos, whether it be dances or skits or whatever it is. They're not tied in, in the same way that you do your series um, and talking about athletes. Anybody who's seen your stuff, obviously, I'll, I'll link it below for people to check out who haven't yet. But um, it's, it's really interesting. Was that your goal from the beginning? Did you want to do the same style of content all the way through? Well, first of all, thank you, man. I, I appreciate it. It's definitely a number I've been looking forward to. And yeah, you know what? I had this idea about a year ago, you know, I've been at it for just about a year exactly. And I, I saw these long form YouTube videos and some of them I really like, like I would watch Jimmy high roller videos and yo, they're long. And I would think to myself sometimes like, hey, this video is dope, but there's still a lot of fat on this video. And I hate to use Jimmy as an example because his are really good. Like maybe just think of other videos you see on YouTube. They're about, you know, maybe three or four minutes too long. I thought to myself, hey, I could probably do this whole story in a minute if I chopped the fat off. So why don't I try that? It worked. So I never thought about changing. I was like, hey, I'm running with this. Right. It goes with sort of the classic mantra. If it, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Exactly. Um, and, and you've definitely done that. Um, and I think too, in the last year, just with the pandemic as well, the uh, amount of time a spent on platforms and B consumption of short form video is, is so grand. I think the greatest point, um, you know, that sort of proves that is YouTube going into short form video. YouTube was always the short form holdout. Yeah, you know, the timing was perfect for me. I, I, had, I was pretty sure my format was gonna work, but I didn't know that YouTube shorts would become a thing right after. I didn't know that Instagram was gonna release reels. It was just this, this storm of short form content that followed. So, you know, everything's kind of gone my way. So here's something I want to talk about. This is something that I've seen in your TikTok comment sections. You do very well because a lot of um, a lot of the videos you're doing have you know a lot of facts, but some opinion too. And you know, especially when talking about sports, it's similar to politics in the sense of people get uh, very uh, emotionally tied to their illogical opinions in many cases, and sometimes the reverse on all ends. Um, so if you're saying something that could be totally fact-based about their favorite athlete, and then, you know, they get, you know, upset about things. I've seen you shrug off people who disagree in your comment sections very, very well, but that that's a statement. My question is, what is 
you know, the line between a hater and somebody who, uh, you know, is criticizing in, in more of a potential of improving type of way? How do you walk that line and try to figure out what is what? Well, first of all, I don't think you have to walk the line. I don't think there's any line that's like, like you don't have to walk any line if you don't want, but I can't answer the question. I think you're referring to the Derek Jeter video I just made as a, I am. As, I a am. <laughs> as a New Yorker. I hate to do you like that. Yeah, that was so basically tough. what Buster's talking about is I made this video talking about how Derek Jeter is the most overrated athlete of all time. And, you know, I preface it by saying I like Derek Jeter, man. I'm a fan. I love watching Derek Jeter. I even I even end the video by saying he should be a Hall of Famer. But we've come to believe that Derek Jeter is like Babe Ruth. He's just not. He's not. He's not even Mike Trout. You know, these not even Mike Trout. I mean, that's saying a lot. Mike Trout's incredible. But the point I make in the end of the video is he's not one of the best players of his era, but he's an incredible ambassador for baseball. He should be a Hall of Famer. And I back it up with tons of stats. You know, I use everything in there. The one that probably hit the hardest was fielding. I, you know, upon watching that back, I was, I was probably a little bit rough on him. He's not the worst fielder of all time. There's probably <laughs> a different way I could have said that. But anyway, to answer your question, you know, there'll be people in the comments that will say, hey, you know, I think you should take a look at this stat. I disagree with your take here. You know, the, he, he, he was actually a better fielder than you gave him credit for. You know, that's not hating, man. Like, I have an opinion, and so do you. I backed mine up, and so did you. And we can have a conversation. The people that are hating are the people that are saying, this is a miss. He airballed. Like, hey, man, you got to put some substance behind it if you're going to call it an airball, if you're going to call it a miss. Right. Tell me why. Right. I think the difference is one is personal and one isn't. Anytime anybody online tries to go personally, you know, then it's like, oh, it's all, all, all any potential for there being a positive discourse here is out the window. Um, no, but that, that's good to see. Do you have a favorite video you've ever done or favorite story you've ever covered? You know what? I do. It's, it's a really old one. It was before I even wore the hoodie buster. So, you know, it's old. Um, yeah. You're rocking one... the same hoodie in every video. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, I can't wait to take this hoodie off. I got a new one coming, man. It's going to be iconic. Go. When I change Let's the go. hoodies, man, you're going to feel the world like is that your over, Is that your merch? It is. Yeah, yeah. So this nice. says FMS on it. Nice. The next one's going to say Rhino. <laughs> we can talk about the Rhino stuff later if you want. I love it. But uh, the favorite video I've ever made is one of my earliest ones. I had this idea because, you know, it's social media. You, you of course, you do want to pick topics that people care about and get clicks and everything. So I was like, oh, you know, this is a good way to tie in pop culture and sports. I'll do a video about all the athletes the Kardashians and Jenners have dated, particularly NBA players. But there's, you know, like Ronaldo's even on that list. You got Miles Austin on that list. You know, there's, there is an incredible I didn't know Cristiano here. was on that list. Wow. Yeah, Kim. Kim way back in the day with Ronaldo. I got footage of it in the video. God damn. Uh, yeah, I know. Yeah, she, she should have locked that up. But uh, <laughs> anyway, I wanted to put a creative spin on it. So I treated them like they were general managers. So the way I wrote the script was like, oh, Kendall Jenner, she uh, – she dropped Jordan Clarkson to create enough cap space to sign Blake Griffin. So, you know, I, I made it sound like they're making managerial moves here. It was hilarious. Like that was the first time I ever got picked up by 
I think like the score reposted it. I had like all these media accounts reposting it. It was really a moment where I was like, okay, this is only like my sixth video and I'm getting reposted by all these biggest like the accounts I follow, accounts I use to check scores. This is crazy. I got to keep going. So that's my favorite one. I love that. That's that's great too. And I didn't even know that about Cristiano. So you learn something every day. It's, um, and it was educational too. A story I want to talk about, which I love that you did a video on is, you know, as somebody who is a fan of the entrepreneurs in professional sports, Junior Bridgman, I, I've been, I've actually looked at his basketball rookie cards because of how impressed I am of him as a human being. Um, when, when did you first discover that story and did you know that it was gold immediately? I didn't, well, when I discovered it, I knew it was gold, but I didn't know about it until maybe three weeks ago. I found this list because the ones I do about money, are uh, they're very successful videos and you know, I don't think they're just like a click grab. I think they're very educational, especially the Junior Bridgman one. There's a real lesson to be learned there. I encourage everyone to go watch that one. Um, I looked at a list of richest athletes, retired or active, and he was like top 10 and he was number three on the NBA list. I was like, Junior Bridgman, man, how do I not know this guy? So right. I, I, you know, my writer that I collaborate with, we, we both took a look at it and we were like, wow, this story is pretty incredible. So it was just an automatic yes. Like we had to write this one immediately. How do you pick your stories and how do you, uh, do you, do you have a backlog going back to ensure that you're not, um, cause you know, as, as any content creator knows, you don't want to make a video just for the sake of making a video, you know, that's where oftentimes people get killed um, is when it comes across as, you know, inauthentic or, or that that's usually when it ends up not being as good, but how do you pick topics? Um, and, and also what, what's sort of your uh, schedule in terms of how you, how you match those up with dates? Yeah. So I have a really good feel for it at this point. I, you know, before I started making my own videos, I worked in sports media. I know what kind of topics are going to hit. It's just, it's kind of just like a gut feeling at this point, but I use a couple guidelines. I think to myself, would I like watching this video? You know, if I'm not really into it myself, I probably am not going to do it. Can I learn something from this? Can I make this entertaining? Uh, and can I make it one minute long? You know, sometimes you can't, sometimes it's like, wow, there's way too much stuff here or there's not enough. So I use those guidelines and then uh, the writing process begins. Like today I'm, I'm film, I film a lot at once. I'm filming like 10 after this call and I do create a backlog. So right now I've got like, I've got like eight or nine in the bank that are just ready to go. But, you know, I want to be able to take a vacation one day. So I got to have a backlog. <laughs> yeah, dude. No, it's, that, that's great. That's the way to do it, honestly. Because otherwise, then, you know, you, you leave too much up to uh, how you feel that day, because so much of it, so much of everything is like, you know, maybe I'm in a good mood today, bad mood tomorrow, great mood the next. You can't you can't plan that kind of stuff. Dude, 100 percent. There's a lot of days where I don't where I like I'm starting to feel burnt out. Well, I'll be like, I don't want to edit a video today. I don't want to write a video today, but I can click post. And I, and I just do that. So I'll just post one. I'll be like, I'm going to recharge a little bit. Dude, 
that's, I feel like that's probably the best lesson for any creator. You know, it's like, you like, and, and person, honestly, nobody, literally nobody in the world is Iron Man, right? Even I'm sure Elon Musk takes off days. I'm sure he does. There's the, we're all human, right? Like, you know, I, I work really hard. Don't get it. Don't get me wrong. Like I, I work long days and there's rarely a day I, that goes by even weekends that I don't do. Well, I'm doing something every day is what I'm getting at. You know, even if it's minimal, I'm, I'm, I'm progressing a little bit, but you know, I, I can't be going a hundred percent every day. And I feel like you, you get lied to on social media a lot. Like you'll see people that are like, yeah, man, like how bad do you like, you'll see some of these, like, uh, uh, what do you call them? Motivational speakers and coaches. Gurus. Yeah. Gurus where they're like, you got to want it as bad as you want to breathe. And it's like, all right, man, like I can chill for a little bit, like and recharge. Like, yeah. I don't think you can do that every day. Yeah. I think there is, um, well, the big thing about social, I'll say two things. One big thing about social is, you know, I wish it were put out more that everything is everything you see is 0.0001% of their day, right? Let's say you post a photo every day. That photo was literally a millisecond of their day that was planned and prepped for. The rest of their 23 hour, 59 minute, 59.9 second day. It could be a mess. Total mess. And they could have even been faking in that. And on top of that, that photo is probably Photoshopped. So it's like, all right, everything's, (laughs) Everything isn't isn't legit, but I, I, got, say, I got an example for you. Let's hear it. Yeah. So I got a big one v one versus flight coming up. Okay. Uh, I, I had to lubricate the jumper a little bit, get the wheels spinning here. I went to the park today. Shout out uh, uh, Jordan, Coach Jay Z. He was getting me right. He posted a video of me taking shots. He posted like seven shots I made. Dude, I missed so many shots at the park today. He only posted my makes, which, hey, thank you. I, I'm glad he did. <laughs> that's, that's, that's how it always is, man, for everybody. So, you know, I, every, it's just so important to put that message out because most places don't, um, you know. But I will say, you know, like I've got this big thing. Maybe you've seen it on my profile, but no days off season. And what that off-season. means, what yeah, that you're, means you're is- going hard. It, it's get some blood flow, get some exercise in, because I think it is important to give yourself easy wins every day. And that's the easiest win to give yourself to work out. You don't need anybody else. You don't need anything. You can just go for a walk and that counts, right? Um, so to give yourself that win and on top of it, you know, put yourself in a position where you're healthy. And, and then as a byproduct, you have more energy to do all the other things, even if you don't want to do it. You, the energy is there. So uh, on the flip side of like how terrible all the motivational gurus are, and I do think all that social media stuff is incredibly toxic. Um, it is important to give yourself wins every day. Definitely. I think we can all get on board with that. Yeah. Um, so you you said you got, you're playing one-on-one versus, versus flight? Big, yeah, big 1v1. It's, I haven't played a meaningful game of basketball in a long time man but this feels meaningful because I, a lot of people are going to see it so i, I want to the biggest least... the biggest basketball game of your life <laughs> biggest game of my life man versus flight <laughs> i've never even <laughs> met him who would have thought who would have thought <laughs> how do you feel about his basketball game as a player i was you know what buster i was watching some tape last night i'm gonna force him left i'm gonna try and get him to shoot 
He's a little longer than me, but I think I got him. Yeah, he doesn't he doesn't have a grand arsenal of skills, but no, I, I, I haven't I seen anything of him in the last year. I remember like last summer, I think it was like June flight or something. It's like June. That. That's that's the thing. Like oh. I, everyone's been responding to me with that. Like I posted like a promotional Instagram post, like hey, I am gonna go one v one first flight. And everyone's like, dude, you messed up. It's the wrong month to play him. <laughs> like it's his month, man. Last summer, you literally couldn't go on social media without seeing, you know, that everywhere. Crazy. It was all over my TikTok comments. Every time, like quotes of his, like people would all so inspirational. Look at Curry, man. All that stuff was just. Dude, he owned the internet for like a month. Straight up. I, it wasn't, I had to, I wasn't a fan. Like, I don't really think I'm in his target demo. I think it's younger kids. Like I don't watch 2K streamers, but I had to go back and like, (laughs) he was so popular that I wanted to be like in on the jokes. So I had to go back and like watch some of his stuff just so I would understand my comments. That's so funny. Yeah, that's great. Now, what, what would your, you've been doing, you know, you've been in the content world for years, doing what you're doing now for over a year now, or just about a year. What would your best advice be to, you know, content creators who are, who are looking to, um, sort of just follow their passions in, in sports social. Yeah, I, I, so I get this a lot. Um, I think it depends what stage you are, number one. If you're, if you're a young kid, if you, know, you don't have a lot of practice under your belt, maybe you don't have a ton of resources, man, it's okay to start small. The first thing I did, and I'm sure you did on social, like was not a success, but admit, like, of course not. you know, like in my eyes, like I thought I was doing pretty well, but you know, wasn't actually a success. So it's okay to start small. I would say that. And then as you get a little bigger, maybe you do get a little bit, a bit of success. I really, really preach original content and differentiation. Don't try and be the same meme page or the same highlights page that you like. Why would they follow you? They already have one you know, be different. It's okay to do your own thing. It's actually better to do your own thing. It's actually probably mandatory to do your own thing. So really try to find your lane, original content. And I, just like I said earlier, I don't put something out. If you don't feel like you would share it with your own group chat, be proud of the work you put out there. Totally. And I'll add to that too, you know, sort of from my um, broadcasting background, you just got to get reps in, you know, just gotta you just gotta just do it like and sucking at it is great too like that's just as good as doing great at something in my opinion especially when you're early at it um because one leads to the other even with like graphic design like i i've been doing photos like photoshop illustrator adobe premiere but on the graphic design end which has helped me so much in becoming a creator like having a strong control over photoshop is so essential to what i do even though i'm not a graphic designer i do it all the time you know you you can see it in all my videos my graphic design sucked like seven eight years ago like it was so 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 bad but now i've done it ten thousand times i'm good at it now of course right no i think that that's even something that i'm working on getting better at myself just uh 
editing videos and photos because you know as as easy as it is to hire other people to do that sort of stuff you can't you can never properly direct somebody at anything unless you know how to do it yourself um and even if you know you're not doing the photoshop you're able to tell somebody exactly what to do on a level that gets it done in a much more efficient way than for me if i'm directing somebody and and doing a thumbnail or a photo or something like that um it's not gonna my direction's not gonna be perfect i need to get somebody who knows what they're doing to direct that person (laughs) and they'll respect you more for it too you guys will have a much better working relationship Right. It's like, why would I take lessons? Like, I'm much more likely to listen to LeBron teach me how to play basketball than my high school coach who was like 400 pounds. (laughs) 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 You know, so I I think there's just like some organic credibility that comes with that. Um, And another reason, like back to the social media thing, why you can't take too many people seriously there unless they've done what you're trying to do on some level or have some experience in said thing or can tell you what not to do but that's very rare on social media yeah it's rare like i really like don't rely on anyone else to to get you started like you have to get yourself started and if that means going out and learning how to have some basic control over photoshop that's what it means you got to do it you know no one's really going to no one's going to hand it to you. Totally. Now, what do you, what's your dream? Like, what do you want? You, you can have the world, obviously anything you want to do, you can, what do you, what do you envision or what do you want to create? Do you want a late night show? What do you want? Yeah, it's, it's a, it's a broad question. And of course it's something I think about, but Fun I got to say right now, I'm super happy doing what I do. I, I feel very blessed to, to wake up and, you know, even have the ability to say, you know what, I need to recharge today. Maybe I'm not going to create or I'm just going to click post today. But the six other days of the week, I'm really happy, like grinding, cranking out these videos. I really do love doing it. And I think it's one of the reasons why they're successful. So to preface it, I'm very happy with where I stand right now. But in the future, you know, something I think that is arguably the most powerful thing I have going is the contest we collaborated on. You know, there's, there's been 70,000 people to play that game. I have other games in the works. Fantasy sports is, and just gaming in general, is something I've been doing since third grade. Like my first fantasy league, I had my two brothers and my dad, four-man league. You know, our teams were stacked, but I did win that league, and I haven't stopped <laughs> since. It's, it's just something I love. It's, it just makes watching sports so much more fun, and it's a great way to just – you know, even keep up to date with the guys who really don't play that much. Like there's a reason I know like the sixth, seventh man on every single NBA team. It's because of, it used to be because I play 2K and now it's because I, I play fantasy sports and uh, it's awesome, man. I'm super passionate about it. My goal there is to bundle these games up to a point where, you know, instead of having 10,000 people join when I have a contest, I'm having 100,000 people join. And then at that point, I have a real company there, which Ideally, I could say, hey, I'm going to stick with this. This is going to be my own, or I could sell it. Uh, On the content side of things, I've started doing these live shows. I saw you popped in the other day. Yep. That's been really cool, man. It's, you know, I, just like we're having this show right now, uh, I'm I'm sort of making some tweaks to mine, and that's kind of like the minimum viable product for it, is I'm having some fans come on. They give me a take. 
Uh, I answer a question. I rate their call. They love it, man. I didn't expect to have like this welcoming response to this show, but it's the beginnings of what my long form show is going to be. And, uh, you know, of course we'll have some bigger guests come on and everything like that too, but I love to have my fans on. So I want to do that, man. I want to get, I want to get in the events too, man. Like I remember I started this whole thing during COVID. I haven't been to a sporting event since COVID. So, you know, Crazy. last time I went, I had zero followers. You know, there's a lot of opportunity there, you know, hosting, reporting, all, all these things I want to try my hand at. So there's a lot of things in the future, Buster. <laughs> Dude, I'm, I'm so excited for you. And, you know, there's, you know, I, I think the real thing that social media, I think, has even taught me in the last four years. And I, I think a perfect example of that is this Floyd Mayweather, Logan Paul fight, right? Um, having a brand allows you to uh, speed race through any of the, you know, pre, you know, requirements that you would have needed to have to do anything. Uh, let's say being a doctor and anything medical aside, you can do literally anything in the world once you have a brand and credibility around said subject, which social media can expedite the process of. Example, obviously Logan Paul and Floyd Mayweather. Logan Paul has no business being in the ring with Floyd Mayweather. The dude hasn't won a fight and he lost against, you know, a fellow YouTuber, but he has every reason to be in that ring because at the end of the day, everything uh, runs on entertainment and money. And if you have a brand, it justifies both of those things in pretty much every subject. Um, so I, I think to your point as well, social is really remarkable in that way. Hey, I don't like waiting in lines. I'm not a line waiter. <laughs> I'm trying yeah. to skip that line just like, just like Logan did. Now, what off of that, you went to school, right? I did. Yeah. So I did do some line waiting. I started a, call, a, a company while I was in college, went to Miami University in Ohio. Um, and I was an interactive media major. So I did learn some skills that help me right now, which I know I'm kind of downplaying, but I feel like a lot of kids go to college and they get a major and it's meaningless, like almost immediately. I'm, I'm grateful that didn't happen. Yeah, I, I do think, um, you know, I used to when I was like, 18, I used to think that college was the worst thing ever, you know, because I wasn't applying. I was the only kid in my class not to go. Um, and, you know, it, it didn't make sense for me and it doesn't make sense for others, but it does make sense for a ton of people. Not everybody is built to be, you know, an entrepreneur because the truth of the matter is that there's so much uh, that comes along with it, like, you know, the stress and how much you have to work for it to be successful. Now, if you do what you love, that's easy. But if you don't know what you love, I wouldn't say it's easy. I think easy is still the wrong word, but what, I do, you, what, what do you think it is? Even if dude, even if you love it, like I love sports so it's much. Grind. Yeah. It's dude. It's like, at some point it feels exhausting. You're still working, even though you really love sports. It's like, well, this is hard work, man. I'm exhausted. I'd love to turn Netflix on well, right now. The, the, <laughs> the thing is you get, no matter what you do, if you do a lot of it, you get desensitized to doing it. Let's say, let's say you're, you know, I don't even know what like the most dreamiest job for people uh, would be. Let's say you, you grew up wanting to be an 
NBA broadcaster. Eventually, after doing enough NBA games, you're desensitized to broadcasting NBA games because you're friends with LeBron, you're friends with Steph Curry, you're friends with all these guys, and you've done the biggest games in the world. You're doing it for your 40th year. It's like, it, it no matter if you love something so much, eventually it turns into a little bit of work. So that's true. But if you mix it up enough and keep some things new, like a, a hack that I do. So for example, I'm super into sports cards, right? But I'm constantly looking for new niches of collectibles to learn about so that it stays fresh. Because if I just stayed on you know, collecting basketball cards, then it would be desensitized in four months for me. Um, so it, you know, I, I think if you're able to do stuff like that and in social, an example of that would be joining a new platform, right? Um, there's a feeling that you get when you join a new platform and start building there that just reminds you why you like, why you loved it in the first place. So keeping those little fresh things here and there is big. That's a hard one for me. Like joining new platforms, I'm always like, oh man, it works so really? hard. The last, uh, yeah, I'm always like, even joining TikTok was hard for me. Really? Sounds so silly now, but I met the uh, I met the founders of Flight House at a Christmas party, the Christmas before I started. So I guess it was about to turn 2020. It was technically 2019. Yeah, it was 2019 then, and. They were like, yo, we have 25 million followers on here. I was like, I was like, hand me your phone. And I looked at it. I was like, you have 25 million. I was like, are you the biggest page on TikTok? They're like, yeah, we're the biggest media page on here. I was like, okay, I got to start making TikToks. And I told myself that. And I was like, well, I was like, I was still like kind of confused to what it was. I was like, is it like the evolution of a meme? Like what, 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 do, what do we have here? And they're like, dude, you don't even have to dance. You can just make videos. You do so like dance i was like oh cool i don't want to dance <laughs> and uh you know I started, one of us. I started formulating some thoughts in my brain but i was still like man i don't know like it's i don't know what this is like i don't have any of my friends on it really and it's it took me you know i didn't i didn't end up starting for five more months it's hard for me to join a new platform wow yeah i it is, it is true though, like, you know, for, for most people, I think starting anything new is a very long, you know, process. Like my, my recommendation, and again, not, not to bring it back to like collectibles, but for anybody getting into something, I'm always just like, just, just get something to get your feet in the door. And that's true for like any new business, like just, just do anything, <laughs> literally Sorry. anything. Just do I it. Know what, you know what? I tell people that with podcasts. I've had a lot of people come to me and say, like, I'm thinking about starting a podcast. Uh, my advice to them was always like, first of all, like when I started making videos, I was filming off my iPhone 7, the front camera, not even the back camera. I didn't have a light. Uh, I had a $50 mic from Target, and that was it. I, ha I had a laptop that had nice software on it, but it, the hardware wasn't there. I didn't need it to be there. So I tell these people, I am thinking about starting a podcast. Okay, do it. Record something. Even if it sucks, even if you don't release it, record something and listen to it back. Like record it off your phone, your, your voice memos app. Do like, just start, just start. That's going to be literally your hardest episode. Totally. And also figure out if you like it. Like, you know, back uh, probably like three or four years ago, I was, I was like 16. I thought I was going to be an NBA YouTuber, right? I thought that, 
that was who I had to be. Everything made perfect sense, right? And then I did it and I didn't like it. <laughs> I was like, this, this is not for me. So I, I stopped immediately, but you have to, you have to try it and know that it's not for you. Um, I agree. You know, and then, and then you're able to properly set priorities. And then I realized like, oh, talking to interesting people like you, I like that. That is much more fun because, you know, as, as we're talking and just trading good vibes and then that's, you know, uh, educational to both you and I, you know, just hearing your process on things and obviously other people benefiting from that as well um, is, is the most fun. Uh, now, when, when you look at, you know, your catalog, I think what's so important is that all of it, if not the vast majority majority of it is evergreen content. How much are you thinking about the lifespan of said content when you put it out? Because TikTok is notoriously short-lived, um, but you know, obviously your content is worth something after that. Yeah, I always think about it. It was it was in my mind from day one. Um, I had, uh, I made this mistake and this is part of what you just talked about, what we, what we just talked about of getting started and making mistakes and figure out if you like it. I had a show with, uh, Austin Mills, shout out to Austin Mills. We called it microwavables. We did it while I was at clutch points and we came in and we shot the show and it was the opposite of evergreen. It was daily topics. You know, we talked about maybe the game last night. It was live streamed. We get it out there to the fans. And you know what? The numbers on it weren't actually bad. They weren't bad. But the way Clutch Points and, and social media set up is for click-through rates and watch time. So the moment those algorithms stop seeing solid click-through rate, solid, solid watch time, they stop showing it. So our content would do, you know, it was, you know, this show was fine, but it would only be fine for about eight hours. <laughs> then it tanked. So I was like, right. man, this show, like, I'm trying to have some shelf life here. So I knew when we, when I started doing Instagram or sorry, not Instagram, TikTok and especially YouTube, the shelf life is much longer. And I don't want to be punished by the algorithm after the first eight hours. It's actually longer than people think on TikTok. Like you'll keep getting views for about a month. Not a lot after the first couple of days, but it'll, you know, you get a hundred thousand in a good case. Um, I knew if I wanted to repurpose these videos later, like I do for my Snapchat show now, I needed them to be evergreen. So, and, and, and mind you, these are also just some of my favorite stories too. So it's not like this is the only thing I was basing it off of. They're really right. interesting stories and they just happen to be evergreen. So it was kind of a win-win there. Um, when I'm writing it, I'll definitely think about it. Like instead of saying last week, I'll say in 2021, there's certain little changes you have to make there. Right. Yeah, it's, all, it's always top of mind. Totally. That's super, super interesting that you're thinking about the individual wording like that. Yeah. Um, how many times I've been burned by it before. <laughs> really? Yeah. Right. How many times uh, do you go over the script before you do it? Well, the, the process right now is sometimes I'll write them myself. Sometimes um, my script writer and I will agree on an idea. And we'll kind of talk about like what the hook for this video might be. That's, that's really the first thing we do is we talk about like, okay, it's a cool story, but can we sell it to people? You know, can, can we have a sensational hook here 
It's not really clickbait. It is teasing you. There's a fine line you have to walk there because um, you want people to watch the whole video. You know, you want to tease them a little bit. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Everyone does it. So we think about this. Okay, there's a cool hook. The script gets written, and then it'll come back to me. I'll make some changes. Then when I actually say it into the camera, I may change some words, so I change it again, and then it's finalized. Nice. Yeah, you know, it's funny. You were talking about the algorithm. Everybody I find on social media and in, like, all these – rooms of experts and all this and that people talk about algorithms all all an algorithm really is is like how much do you enjoy the content it's not that complicated <laughs> people are like making this sound like there's a a supercomputer the size not rocket science really right you know it's really it's simple man like do you have a solid click-through rate a lot of that's going to be titling and thumbnailing but once you have them there do you get the watch time you know, you can, just because you have a cool thumbnail doesn't mean you're going to get, it's not going to work. You have to keep them there. And uh, are people going to share it? That's it. Yeah. And that's true on every platform. Like that's YouTube, every. that's TikTok, that's Instagram, that's, you know, Snapchat because you grow from people sharing it. Um, you know, Twitter, that like literally every platform. It's those three it's things, it's not that hard. Same things. Yet people like, Oh, it's good on this one or it's bad on this one. I think it's um, because it's like a algorithm. Like it's kind of like a, a mysterious word. Like we didn't hear that word in school growing up. Like you only started hearing about this word maybe like 2008. Like it wasn't always a thing. Like right. it's, it, the word itself is kind of like, oh, what is that? That must, that sounds really smart. Totally. No, it's the only thing I will say that is true, though, is whether a platform is content deficient or sufficient. So like Instagram is super content sufficient. They have so many people posting and a lot of people watching, too. But it's not like they have a crazy deficit, whereas on TikTok, they're able to have such a thing like the For You page um, and push things as much as they do because they are content deficient. Instagram Reels is a similar example. It's a new feature, so not as many people are using it. So they push it more. They have the room to push it because not as many people are using it. Um, LinkedIn is the same way, actually. You can grow on LinkedIn because uh, it's content deficient and a like then equals a share. Same, same, same with Twitter, but not, not as much. Um, you know, so that is one thing that I, I do think is YouTube, same way. Um, most of the platforms are content deficient, but uh, that's one thing that I will say is true. But yeah, on the algorithm side, it's all the same. Yeah, man. Instagram is my, it's my next hurdle. I know you killed it on there. <clears throat> Excuse me. Oh, good. I said, I, I know you killed it on there. Um, it's so hard now, man. Like this isn't 2012 anymore. It is such yeah. a different game on there. Like you can totally tell that it is content sufficient. It, it is so bogged down like the explorer page is like it's not set up for me no not not for anybody really um it, it's funny you know the people who are growing the most on instagram now are not growing because of instagram if that makes any sense like the biggest people on instagram growth wise are youtubers they're artists they are twitch streamers they are tiktok their traffic their traffic is third party yeah correct and it's the highest engagement because of that like you look on instagram the people with the most you know 
uh, likes to follower ratio are people who didn't grow on Instagram. Well, fortunately, I do have that working to my benefit. <laughs> I've, I've gotten almost all my Instagram followers like driven from my TikTok, doing collaborations like the one with you. You know, that's that's been my only route of growth. You know, I don't even though my videos do extremely well. TikTok or I'm sorry, Instagram doesn't push them. This this is not a viable source for me. Right. Well, I, I will say though, it's great that most of the people are coming from that because that means that then they're your top 10% of fans or top 1%, whatever it is, right? Um, yes. Which is which is why for like all these streamers, it's like insane. You have like people with a million followers getting a million likes on a photo. It's like in no other world is that even possible, but they're all the top 1% fans. I actually haven't thought about that. That's true though. I think that's one of the reasons why I talked about the live show I do on Instagram right now. I did a quick episode before I hopped on um, I think that's probably why it's been successful, man. I have, every time I go live, I have 50 people requesting to come on. Like they're, they're hungry for it. I get so many DMS every day. When are you going live today? Like, man, it's been awesome. And you're right. These are my biggest fans. Yeah. I, I think that's, that's honestly how it should be. It's like, nobody wants people who like don't, don't really care. I think that's sort of like followers is such a vanity metric. It's so, it's so, you know, ridiculous in most cases i've seen people with a million followers on instagram and their comments are just like people hating on them but it's like how about this I had, a, I had a bot the other day i had a verified bot oh I've no never those seen, are the worst i've seen a lot of you've seen a verified bot before I've seen, I've seen it all man i i thought i had not until the other day man it's it's not well the bot problem on social media overall is 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 insane but that's topic for another day. It's <laughs> terrible. Well, shoot, man, this this was so much fun. We've done about an hour, um, dude. You are the man, and welcome back. Literally anytime with this video quality. Oh <laughs> man, I thought you liked my company. You just like my <laughs> Buster. It's been a pleasure, man. It's been a pleasure. Um, so it's great to be on. So where can people find you best? Obviously, TikTok, YouTube, I'll link all that stuff. Um, are those the best places to find you? Yeah, YouTube, my full name, Frank Michael Smith. I make it easy on you. It's, it's good. You know, growing up, all the substitute teachers could always say Frank Smith. I make it easy on them. Uh, Instagram, Frank Michael Smith underscore. I'm, I'm still trying to track down that Frank Michael Smith and get that handle from him. He won't reply to me. Uh, if you're a Twitter guy, Frank M. Smith underscore. Uh, TikTok. It's just Frank Michael Smith. Thank God I got that one. Woo. Let's go, man. All right. Well, thank you so much again. And uh, we'll have to do this one day soon. All right, Buster. Boom. Sweet, man. Yeah.